Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. We are on page Tuf Chof Vav, uh, beginning of the second paragraph. Um, we spent the last hour talking about, uh, again, just to review very, very briefly, Aveda. There are two general categories. One is a category of Aveda which stems from Yira, from fear, uh, and the motivation is Kabbalah's oil. The second category is a category in which the Aveda is motivated by love, by Ava. And in that category of Ava, uh, we have three subtypes. We have the Oyhev, Venev, the lover and the beloved. We have the Eved Nemon, the faithful servant. And we have the Ben, the son. Um, these are three dimensions in uh, relationship of service, uh, which are motivated by different levels of love. We spent most of our time talking about the, the Eved Nemon. Uh, that's primarily what interests us the most, since we're interested largely in Avaita. And we've seen the advantage of the Eved Nemon over the Ben. We've seen that the Ben has an advantage over the Eved Nemon. Um, and we've, we've, we've given this quite a bit of, uh, quite a bit of attention. Rebbe now takes us um, into a little more detail on the, uh, on the Eved Nemon. Now, we have described this Ahava, the Ahava of the Eved Nemon, as a complete service, a service of etzem. The ava is not an ava of qualities or properties. It is a, uh, an ava which stems from the Eved Nemon, from his grasp, uh, primarily intellectually. It's, this is a matter of Yediyah but That's the way the Rebbe described it. This man has a, an understanding, has an awareness. Understanding is not the right word. He has an awareness of who this Adun is, who the master is. Now, obviously, in the Nimshul, we're talking about the Rabbanishul. The Rebbe is a very strong Lushan. We've mentioned it many, many times. This person has a Yediyah and a Hasaga in Orin Saif, which, of course, as we also mentioned many times, is a total paradox. Not only in Orin Saif, but Orin Saif, which is Mailamina Oilamais. Well, Orin Saif generally is Mailamina Oilamais. But not even Or, which is Mailamina Oilamais, but which is Hisnasus Asmi. He has a, a, a sense of etzem. He has a, a, an awareness in some way through the window of Chochma, I would imagine, of etzem. And therefore, his love is a love of etzem. His etzem is drawn to the etzem of the Odin. The connection is absolute. The connection is one in which this individual seeks nothing for himself. All he wants is to connect to the Odin uh, and to fulfill the will of the Odin and primarily to bring the Odin Tainug and Nachas Ruach. That's his whole, that's his life. That's what his life is all about. He has no concern for the self, no interest in the self. He wants nothing, needs nothing. Um, he is uh, beyond delight simply by virtue of the fact that he has a, that he is connected with this Odin and that he is, can provide this Odin with Tainug and with Nachas Ruach. That's his entire, that's his entire life. Well, it's hard to find anything wrong with that. It's hard to find um, any, any, any fault with that. But it turns out that it's not quite so absolute as it sounds. And that's what we're going to deal with now. 
The ultimate point being that Ava, in general, is not a state of perfect, does not provide a state of perfect hiskashras and perfect avoidance. Just by virtue of the fact that it's Ava, it could be the highest Ava, the purest Ava, an Ava Atsmi, a Hava Rabba, Ava Tainuga, however you want to look at it. But it is Ava, it is expressive. And expression is expression of the self. So no matter how you look at it, the self somehow gets, can get in the way, in the most minor, minor ways, in the most in the most minuscule ways, but nonetheless, it, what it means is that the Avaita that comes from Ava um, is not the same level of perfection as the Avaita which comes from Yura, and that's where we're, we're going to move on to. So, we begin, the thing is like this, the Ava and the Askashras, Right off the top, we, we have, uh, it's not a glitch, but there's a complexity. That the Ava is, a two -way, in a sense, a two-way street. It is a partnership. It is a collaboration between the Odin and the, uh, and the Eved Neman. Uh, so right away, the Rebbe informs us that, of course, the, the Odin is no problem. Uh, Eved, oh, I'm sorry, uh, I hadn't finished the sentence. Yesh b'zeh hishtatfus mishneim. This is a, a, a collaboration or a partnership between them. Ma'ha'eved ha'makusher, from the eved, who is makusher to the Odin, u'ma'ha'odam she'olov hu makusher, and to the Odin of whom he uh, is, uh, who is makusher. Vim i'ayish shemitzad ha'odam lo shinui l'odam. Okay. The Odin is not, uh, does not present us with a, a difficulty because the Odin uh, is blishinui. The, the, the Odin does not change. The, and of course, in terms of the nimshal that we were using, the Rabbani Shalom is, is Loishinisinum Hashem. Hashem does not change. There are no shinuim at all. So if there are going to be any alterations in this relationship, in this Iskashras, and in this Ava, the alterations are going to come from the side of the of the Evid. In case of the case of the Odin, it's it's one essence. It's it's an immutable, eternal essence, which is uh, uh, does not uh, is not uh, involved in any way in change. So again, we look at the um, the love of the Evid um, Nehman to the to the Odin. It's not by through uh, any quality uh, of hashpa, as it would be the case in the Rav and Talmud. The Talmud is drawn to the to the Rav and it loves the Rav, has a love for his teacher, uh, largely on the basis of what his teacher can teach him, on the wisdom of his teacher, the hashpa of his teacher. There's a, uh, a quality that that the individual has, which is the basis for the Ava of the Rav and the Talmud. This would be a, a particular case of Oyehe Venev. Oy Mitzad Titiv Koychosev, or, or uh, the quality of his, his abilities uh, uh, and things of this sort. So it's not the love of the Talmud and the Rav is because of the Rav's knowledge, what he has to give, number one. Number two, his skill in giving it, his ability uh, as a mashbia, as a teacher, all of these things come into play. Things of this sort. These are, of course, in the realm of Giluim. None of this is uh, 
uh, explains or is at the heart of the love of the Eved Nemon for the Odin. The love is Atzmai. Etzem loves Etzem. The Etzem of the Eved Nemon is Makushertu uh, and is bound up with that of the Odin. Of however, in connection with the Eved, with respect to the Eved, with respect to the Eved, it's possible that there could be Shinuim changes, a little bit, of, of, um, some change, some little change from time to time. The word Kitsas, again, we're not indicating a shift in the relationship, but the relationship is subject to minor variation, shall we say. Maybe that's the best way to translate it. Nonetheless, it is variation, as we'll see. Ubaprat. In this sense, the Hiskashras is not the same as the Hiskashras of the Ben, the, the son to the to the father. Shehi Hiskashras Atzmius Mitzad Etzem Echod. In the case of the Ben and the Av, the Hiskashras in a, large, in a certain sense, isn't even a hiskashras. It's they're, they're both a single etzim. The ben, the, the ben is an extension of the essence of his father, um, and therefore it's not like two things being bound up and becoming one. They're one at the very outset. That's the, that's his father. That's his son. Um, that's not the case, of course, in, in, with the uh, with the eved, the eved neman. The eved neman becomes an eved. He wasn't born that way. Um, his relationship is a relationship, as astounding as it is, as atzmistic as it is, is a relationship that has been generated by effort and by his own efforts. Um, and therefore, um, it's not seamless. It is not a relationship where two things become one. That would be called a yihud. This, in fact, really is a hiskashras. And in the realm of hiskashras, no matter how perfect it is, no matter how lofty the source, no matter how transcendent, no matter how Matam Vadas it has come to be, nonetheless, um, shinuyim are possible. Changes uh, and alterations are possible. The hiskashras of the, the eved is also with effort, with his whole being, with the essence of his being, with the essence of his, his heart and soul, is bound to is bound to the Odin. In that sense, it's similar, certainly similar to that of the the Ben and the Av. There's no because here. There's no seichel uh, which leads to the Siskashras. I shouldn't say that, but because in fact, um, uh, as we learned, this Av really is the product of a Yidea to begin with. But certainly once the, the Siskashras has been established, it's beyond all things. It, it transcends qualities, personalities. It transcends um, um, powers and koichas and nefesh. It's, it's mamsh atzmiyistik. She is Siskashras atzmiyist mitzad shehem. Oh, I'm sorry. Back in the imi, Siskashras ha'ebed hu gamkein. Even though the Hiskashras of the Evid is talking with his whole essence, which is to say that it is uh, transcends Seichel altogether, it's higher than Tambadas, it is on now on the level of Etzim Be'etzim, beyond Yulim, beyond reason, beyond reasons, uh, it's, as we say, Atzmistik. It is not like the Rav and Talmud, where the qualities of the Rav are what are attracting the Talmud, that the Talmud is 
not so much in love with, uh, not, does not have such a, an attraction and a love to the Rav as he does to the Rav's mind or to the Rav's mode of hashbar or what have you. Um, that's the Evanev. The, the Evanemon has gone past this, is beyond this, transcends this. Nonetheless, in the case of the Evanemon, uh, it's possible that there can be changes. There can be alterations in the relationship of his gashas. That's not possible with Ben and Av. And it's certainly not only possible, but it's not even an issue with Oiv uh, Venev. Uh, but in the case of the Eved Neman, it's on the one hand, the Iskashos is Iskashos Atzmi. On the other hand, uh, changes are possible. The Reb brings out two dimensions of this idea. Ha'alaf Shilav Yomim, Mes'ailem Hiskashos. Could be from time to time that the Hiskashos is, is concealed. Um, uh, in fact, if we're dealing with two dimensions of one etzem, it can't be concealed because it's part and parcel of the both of them. It, 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 it unites both the Av and the Ben. In this case, it is a quality, or not a quality, it is a relationship, but it's, it's a, a, a developed relationship. And therefore, there's, it is not exactly seamless, it is not a Yehud, it is a Skashras, and this Skashras could, uh, could change from time to time. Uh, the Ava, the Skashras and Ava could, is subject to alteration, mind you, minor alteration. Now, I shouldn't say alteration, the Rebbe here is talking about concealment. The times the person's not aware of it to the same extent that he is at other times. It's not, it's not possible that it should always be in a state of Gilui. Why? Because they are not the same etzem. Uh, he is, the, the, the Eved Nehman is, after all, an individual. Uh, yes, he's, he's been mavatl himself, body, mind, heart, and soul to the Odin through, his, his, through love and his kashas, but nonetheless, he still is who he is, and therefore, there's a, there, there can be times in which this relationship of his kashas and love is more revealed than at other times. So this involves a shinu. It's not absolute. It's not... Um, it's not totally entirely uh, consistent, I shouldn't say consistent, but it's not constant. Goes without saying that those times in which he's in a state of Helam, uh, it's not the same. Uh, that is when this relationship in his gashras and love is in a state of gilui. It's a shinui. It's a shinui in the, not in the essence of the relationship, but in the uh, perception of the relationship and the awareness of the relationship. Habez. The second point that the Rebbe wishes to bring here, this word gilui should be ilui, as is pointed out uh, by the footnote. Um, even though there are changes um, in the revelation of the Hiskashus and the Ava, uh, underneath the Hiskashus and Ava is a hergish, is a sense of the um, superiority, the transcendent superiority, the excellence um, of the Adon. 
Hergish Ha'ilui Latzmai Beguf Etzemiskashrus Vahava, which is the source and the, the foundation of the essence of the Hiskashrus and Ava. Again, what's the attraction? The attraction is called Ava, the attraction is called Hiskashrus. But what's the, what's the cause? of the Hiskashos. What is the cause of this Ava? The cause is the absolute transcendent superiority and excellence of the Odin, uh, of the essence of the Odin, of who the Odin actually is in some way. The perception and, and awareness of that is the basis, the foundation for uh, this relationship with the relationship of Hiskashos and Ava. So there are two things here. One, there's the Hiskashos and Ava itself, which is from time to time varies in terms of its intensity, in terms of, of how it's revealed. Underneath that hiskashras is an awareness, a hergish, of the superiority uh, and the transcendence of the of the Odin. Shari hiskashras whom itsade ilu shela odinis. So what does it mean? There's, there's a cause here. The hiskashras <coughs> excuse me. The hiskashras is is because of there's a reason for the hiskashras. Uh, this kind of hiskashos and love is because of the excellence of the Odin. So the excellence of the Odin is one dimension. The hiskashos that results from his perception of that excellence is another dimension. Not only is he not always, uh, is, is the expression of love and hiskashos in a state of revelation and, and, and uh, att- uh, 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 consistent intensity, but even this hergish of, of ilui, his sense of excellence and superiority and, and uh, loftiness, elevation, endless um, magnificence of, of the Odin, this also is not something he is constantly and consistently aware of. We have to be careful. Mind you, the Odin is consistently, constantly, internal, eternally, excellent, superior, elevated, you name it, transcendent, whatever it is. There's no change. There's no shinui at all in the Odin. But since we are talking about another individual, as, as much as he has appreciated the Odin, uh, it, it can't possibly be absolute. He's another individual. And therefore, it is subject to times in which he is more aware of the excellence of the Odin, times in which he's perhaps less aware of it. The excellence does not change. And fundamentally, the relationship doesn't change. We're talking about perception, or gilui. Uh, we're talking about how the relationship plays itself out in terms of hergation and in terms of revelation. So sometimes the hiskashras is in a state of helem, vigilui, uh, helem uh, of some sort anyway. It's not as intense as it otherwise is. Sometimes the hergish of the superiority of the Odin is uh, not, he's not in a position to, to be sensitive to it at a particular moment, let's say. The, uh, the, the Evidemon is not uh, consistently sensitive and, and perceptive and aware of the excellence of the Odin. Therefore, what it means is, in a practical sense, that there are distinctions. There are different times. There are, there are distinctions in the mode of hiskashras from time to time, depending upon the um, state of the hergish 
of the Hiskashras, the perception of the Hiskashras and the Ava, and the perception of the Ili of the of the Odin. Ubamas. Gam Kishaina Margish Esa Ilui. The Rebbe says, in truth, even though the uh, and again, the Rebbe has used an interesting word. He's used the word hergish. It's a, a feeling. Uh, immediately when one talks about a hergish, um, we're talking about something which is in some way, uh, superficial is the wrong word, but it's expressive. It's expressive to the self at the very least. Um, and therefore, one can, exp- can expect minor inconsistencies of one sort or another. Uh, but the Reb says, even at the time when he's not aware, even at the times when he doesn't have the hergish, the feeling of uh, of of uh, ilui, of excellence and superiority of the Odun, nonetheless, he has a powerful hiskashras to him. Um, how? So how is this? So one said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know. If already he's in a state of some variety, some sort of katnus or helam, with respect to his appreciation, with respect to his hergish, in the absolute, uh, immutable, godless of the Odin, how can that be? Uh, and that in a sense, it can't be. Uh, so the, Re- the Rebbe points out that even in these times when he seems to have a diminished hergish in the excellence of the Odin, He's still, the, the strength of the Hiskashus is min, maintained, perhaps not in a, in a uh, uh, conscious way, in the same way. It's not Hergish Shimikvar in connection with the Hergish that, he, that originally connected him with the Odin. That doesn't go away. The recognition is always there. It's, it's a, a, again, it's, it's a recognition of Etzem, of, of the excellence of Etzem, and it comes from Etzem. But since it is engaged in the concept of hergish, uh, and uh, it is gilui, so they're going to be shinuyim. The fact that there is a, a shinui in his seeming hergish in the excellence of the Odin is temporary, it's not real. Underneath it lies this rock-hard uh, um, uh, hergish, which was, was established originally, which never goes away. But in terms of the expression of the hergish, in terms of the expression of the awareness, it, it may alter um, from time to time. Nonetheless, even though at the very core, uh, subliminally or subconsciously or uh, in terms of, of the true essence, the, um, the, the hergish of the ilui of the Odin is always there. It's not always there, Begilui, and therefore, since it is not there, Begilui, um, the, there's a, a difference in terms of his feeling, in terms of his perception, in terms of the Odin's self-expression, uh, in, in terms of his hergish, ha'ilui, who bizgalus, who behelot. Certainly, when the Odin is in a state of, uh, the only word that comes to mind is katnus, not, not katnus like we know, but if he's in a state of helam, if the hergish is in a state of helam, it's not going to be the same Evid, Nemon, as it was when it was in the state of Gil. It was a, some kind of a shinu, at least in his feelings, his perceptions, his awareness. Now, underneath it all, it's the same. It remains constant. But in terms of expression, which actually defines a relationship, 
A relationship is not defined by ultimately in a practical sense, which is the point of a relationship. Relationship is not defined on a moment-to-moment basis on the basis of an essential uh, foundation, which is really at the heart, you know, the uh, mushal. You know, uh, uh, the most wonderful relationship between husband and wife, uh, you know, from time to time, uh, they're scraps. You have a scrap. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't always show itself. It doesn't always, the, the absolute commitment of a husband to wife and a wife to a husband, it's always there. That does not mean that it's always there in, this, in a state of intense revelation. On the contrary, the awareness of it uh, may very well vary. Uh, but nonetheless, the underlying connection, no way is, is, uh, the, the, is the relationship questioned at such a time. You know, when, when, when there's a spat, uh, a little ripple in Sholem bias, um, the essence of the relationship, no, no one would even think to question the relationship. It's a, it's a perturbation. That's a temporary uh, diminution in the connection in the Hiskashis. So, but the essence is always there. In the case of the Evademon, the essence of his uh, sense of the Ilui of the Oden is at one level or another always there, not always Begilui. Uh, and because it's not always Begili, therefore the Hiskashras and the Ava also are subject to, uh, to alterations in time. Uh, so this is the point. Not Behisgalas, loy kol itim shavim behergish ilui. In terms of his galas, not in terms of the essence of the appreciation of the ilui, the essence, but in terms of his galas, not all times are the same in terms of the hergish of the gilu. Now, again, hergish is self-expression. It's expressive and therefore subject to, to uh, alteration. Now, again, we go back to the idea that the Rebbe used Lushen Kol Kach before, so we have to realize that these diminutions or these uh, uh, perturbations, the periodic changes, alterations in Hergish um, are small, they're intermittent, uh, but, but they're there. What does this mean? It means that the, that the relationship is not really absolute. The foundation for the relationship is, we may think of as absolute, but the expression of the relationship is not always absolute. There are times when it's like this, and there are times when it's like that. Well, something is emes lamitoi is blishinui. That is the definition, definition of emes. That's what emes is all about. So there's something about the eved nemon that is a little bit problematic. We'll see later on, this is no problem for the eved pajit. We take it a step further. Now, here we're talking about hergation uh, and the uh, uh, revelation of, of uh, perception and sensitivity within the Evan But in terms of the actual avoid itself, the behavior the, uh, of the Evan Nemon, there are dimensions of his avoida to the Odin, for the Odin, um, which there is intense glow, there's an intense or in his neshama, in his nefesh. Vahinu, zehu gufa masha oisa nachas ruach le'odim umashlim ritzarnei. What is the or? What is this or? This or is the, itself, this, this or is the nachas ruach, that he is providing the Odin through fulfilling the will of the Odin. 
We have to be very careful. This is a very, a very subtle point, extremely subtle point. Uh, the Eved Neman is has no ulterior motives. There's no agenda. He's not looking for anything. He's not looking to receive anything. The Rebbe has mentioned several times already that the uh, that the intensity of his avoda and the consistency in his avoda is not due to the fact that through this avoda he's illuminating his own soul, or the fact matter he is. I mean, this happens. But that's not his motivation. He's not looking for that. He doesn't want that. He's not interested in that. He's interested in only one thing. He wants only one thing. He wants what the what the Arden wants. And he knows that by fulfilling the will of the Arden, he brings Tainuk and Nachas Ruach to the Arden, and that is his that's his life, to bring Tainuk and Nachas Ruach to the Arden. Himself, he doesn't count. Nonetheless, there is a light involved here. Uh, certainly, being the case that his service is not the product of a, for the sake of receiving or or gilui, even though, of course, it's there, but that's not, that's not motivating him. He's a, we are talking here about a man of, of absolute integrity. He is not out for himself, not materially, not spiritually, not in any manner, shape, or form whatsoever. Um, that's not why, why, he, why he's an Eved Neman, as we know. Oval, however, like it or not, there is a light that glows in his nefesh. He wasn't out for it. He didn't, uh, it's not what's motivating him. He's not looking for it, but it's there. Mishum calls that because of all of this, Yoichel, uh, there could be shinuyim. Uh, the nature of the light may cause distinctions in his hergeshim, in his feelings. Uh, light, after all, is light, and he is, after all, who he is. Also, the particulars of his avaita are not all the same. His, uh, his throwing himself into the avaita of the Eved is we'd say, well, that doesn't matter what he's doing. It's absolute. The whole point is, uh, I'm sorry, the Arden. The, the whole point is the Arden. Therefore, if the Arden wants something big, wants something small, it's a matter of no consequence to the Evid. The Evid will do, presumably, consistently and with the same um, intensity and the same bittle for the Arden, no matter what the job happens to be. Well, not exactly. Turns out not exactly. Shava. It, by the uh, by, the the Eved Neman by the Eved, it's not exactly the same by him. Hativas ha'etzim chopping wood, b'shvila Odin. Uh, why? Well, the uh, the has got to have his fireplace stoked with wood. You, you know, that's part and parcel of the of what the Odin needs, what the Odin wants, and therefore it's a rutzen of the Odin to have firewood, or and and therefore. The Eved Neman, uh, no problem. Uh, you know that, that's exactly what he will do, completely and totally for the benefit of the Arden, no question. But there's a difference between his chopping wood for the Arden, It's a big. There's a difference in his chopping wood um, to his serving his master. Uh, a beautiful cup of fine wine. Now, you say, in terms of the Auden, there are 
identical. Uh, the the Adam is above all of these things, but they're they're identical. Um, well, they're not exactly identical. And, and so this Evid Neman is looking, and he sees on the Odin the wonderful satisfaction and joy he has by being served this beautiful cup by this Evid. He appreciates very much, and he has Tainu Genachas Ruach. He doesn't see, to the same degree, the Tainu Genachas Ruach from chopping the wood, from putting wood in the fireplace. Now, as far as the, uh, um, uh, the Odin is concerned, there's one Ratzin, that's all. And, and the, this is, these are particulars of his Ratzin, these are particulars of Zatz. I mean, he wants this and he wants that. Um, there's no big and small necessar- necessarily at all by the Etzim of the Odin. But by the David Neman, being that he is a person after all, he makes distinctions, he sees distinctions, he feels distinctions. Um, and therefore, the serving of the wine and the chopping of the wood are not exactly the same. Now, if he were an absolute Evid, you're an avid pajit lamashal. Chop wood, I serve wine. I, man, no difference. That's what the Odin wants. And wants more, wants less. That's, those are all giluyim. Uh, but as far as the avoid is concerned, it's the avoid of fulfilling the ratzen of the Odin. That's all that matters. But, but, but the fact is that there are differences. There are distinctions here. He's certainly going to be more engaged, the avid. Um, is going to be more engaged in, in the personal service of serving wine, lamashal to the odd, and then he's going to be out chopping wood, you know, which uh, the effect of which, from his point of view, from the Evans' point of view, is indirect. He, he sees uh, the, uh, the, the, the odd when he serves him the wine. He does not see the odd when he's chopping wood. Uh, he's not even the Odin is. Uh, it's not an issue which the Odin is present at, or which the Odin shows uh, the same satisfaction because the action is somewhat different, and the response is going to be somewhat different, even though the Ratzon is the same. This Eved. So again, let's go back for a minute. What is he, what's his goal? What is his goal? His goal is to provide Nachas Ruach. So the goal is to provide Tainug Nachas Ruach to the Odin. Uh, it is not, in his eyes, perceivable to the same extent in the chopping of the wood as it is in the serving of the wine. Umezeh hu mesanig. The Odin has Tainug from his service. Uh, not, the, the Tainug isn't from the wine. The Tainug is from having his will fulfilled by someone else. It's, 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 he's the Melech. And he has tremendous tainug and ranachas ruach when his servant fulfills his will. Um, and that's more perceivable in certain circumstances than in others. It's, it's, this is, it's, by, as far as the tainug is concerned, as far as the evidence is concerned, this is an Indian gili. Tainug is a, um, an expression of sorts. Ah, it's an atzimistic expression. But it is an expression. Um, and therefore, in the eyes of the uh, Evid, there are these distinctions. The truth is that there is not as much tainug expressed from the from the Odin uh, in the malach of his chopping the wood as there is in uh, a, a beautiful, a lofty. Um, elegant service. 
Nonetheless, he knows the will of the of the Odin. He's to chop wood. Or he knows this is more uh, no gaya to the Odin. Uh, all of this is our, uh, in terms of Gilui. Uh, uh, oh, so those, see, here we have the, the three possibilities which um, allow for, uh, I don't want to use the word diminution, but they allow for perturbations in the, the consistency and the intensity of the relationship between the Eved and the Odin. Number one, the Hergish of Hiskashrus. Number two, the Hergish of the Ilui of the Odin. Number three, the distinctions in the Avoida, in the body of the Avoida itself. And these three things um, are, I don't, excuse me, I keep saying what I don't want to say. Uh, they're not, we call them problematic, but they do interfere with the absoluteness of what one would call the service. Goes without saying that with the, the avoid of the Eved, there is an Indian of Tam Vadas. The, what does this mean, Tam Vadas? We're not now talking, the, the Eved Nebun is avoided to a certain extent is Mitzad Tam Vadas. How are we to see this? We are not talking, we are not talking here about the Hasag of which bound him, which, which uh, showed him the Odin, and which ultimately resulted in this tremendous bond to the Odin. We're talking about a Tam Vadas in his Aveda to the Odin. So the Odin will give him an instruction, general instruction. It's now up to him to use his own creativity, his own thinking, his own mind, to apply himself, as it were, to exert effort in mind and in, in, in thought to the best possible way to produce the result which is going to give the most, most tainug to the Odin. Shemaskul mishochem lidei ratzayne shel Odin. He is thinking deeply in the ratzan of the Odin. Odin, Odin, the Odin. He's, he's calculating what... What does he really want? What would be the, the, the ideal way to fulfill this Ratzin, to bring tiny, to bring something additional uh, to the Odin, which the Odin right now doesn't have? Ki He is not a robot. He's not an ox. He simply doesn't do what he's asked. Uh, it's not a simple matter of do this and he does that. He's not given specifics and details. He's not a, a computerized machine that says, you know, turn on the light, turn on the coffee machine, uh, and there's only one thing to do. It's black and white, it's yes or no. Um, he, he's, not told speci- he's not given specifics about how to do it. He's not told that. How to do it, in what way to do it. He's got to figure this out himself. He has to use his wisdom, his mind, his, his intelligence, his imagination to, to decide that he's given a general tzivui. How am I going to bring this to maximum pleasure for the Odin? How to go about doing it, what exactly to do, and how to go about doing it. Likewise, the performance has to be with, with Seichel Vadas. 
Uh, he can have all the love he wants, but if he's incompetent, it's not going to work. The fact that the Ebed is Matzliach and what he does is for the sake of two, uh, two reasons. I think what we'll do is end here in Mitzvah Shem and we will continue, God willing, next week.